0: إن الحمد لله يحمجه ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يؤمن فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبَدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ All praise is due to Allah. I praise Him. I seek His help and I seek His forgiveness. I bear witness there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is Allah's final messenger to humanity. Loved ones, today is a day of joy, blessings and forgiveness. And I hope that every one of us experiences the joy, the blessings and the forgiveness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed in this day. Friday is the best day the sun has risen upon. And as you know, when you call upon Allah, Allah answers your prayers. But on Friday in specific, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a time slot. If you call upon Allah in this time frame, if you call upon Allah in this hour, if you call upon Allah in this time slot, Allah answers your prayers. So with that being the case, I call upon Allah to make the Qur'an the light in our heart and the healing of our illnesses. I ask Allah to increase us in faith, to increase us in patience, to increase us in piety, to increase us in gratefulness to Allah, to increase us in health, to increase us in prosperity. Loved ones, I would like to ask you this very important question. What gets you out of bed every morning? What gets you out of bed every morning when you wake up in the morning? Is it the desire to make money? Is it the desire to be successful? Is it the desire to establish your business? Is it the desire to practice to be a champion of a sporting activity? Or is it the desire to take care of your family? The desire to be recognized? The desire to be famous? Or the desire to have fun? What gets you out of bed each morning is very important. Because what gets you out of bed each morning is your purpose for living at least for that day. It is your purpose for living at least for that day. And people make up many man-made purposes for existence. Man-made purposes for existence. They could be woman-made purposes for existence. And as long as things are going right, as long as things are happening, as long as things are going well, we do not question the validity of our man-made purposes for existence. We do not question the validity of our man-made purposes for existence. But when a calamity occurs, a death of a loved one, or getting laid off from work, or a troublesome medical report, just to name a few, our man-made purposes for existence do not make sense anymore. They do not explain the unpleasant events in our lives, and we ask ourselves those questions to make sense of those unpleasant events in our lives. People ask themselves, why do we exist? What is the purpose of life? Does life really make sense? Is life really about eating and drinking and satisfying urges and making monies and raising families and raising kids that can drive their parents bananas? And then you ask yourself a follow-up question. Why do bananas exist anyway? Is life about being busy as a bee in order to get A alive? life? People pack their days with so many activities. One activity after another, one activity after another. So they cannot even have time to reflect, to think, to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our man-made purposes for existence fail to provide us with peace-generating explanations for the unpleasant realities in our lives. But that, in, in general. That is in general. But we as believers, we know the purpose of our existence. We as believers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us direct answers for our purpose for existence. Allah says in Surah Al-Dukhan 44, 38-39 وَمَا خَلَقَنَا السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا لَا عِلِينَ مَا خَلَقَنَاهُمَا إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْفَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ We created not the skies and the earth and all that is in between them in play. We did not create them both except in the truth, but most people do not know. But the believers know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah the Most High created the skies and the earth and all that which is in between them in the truth. So Allah gave you a life so you can live it. And Allah created you for the truth, so you can proclaim it. Allah gave you a life so you can live it, and Allah created you for the truth, so you can proclaim it. In the heart of that truth is to receive the mercy, the grace, and the saving love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Quranic truth tells us that Allah's purpose for creating us is twofold. One that is related to Allah and one that is related to us. In respect to the purpose that is related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says in Surah Hud 11, to 119, وَلَا يَزَالُونَ مُخْتَلِفِينَ إِلَّا مَنْ رَحِمَ رَبُّكُ وَلِذَلِكَ خَلَقَهُمْ But they will not cease to dispute, except those on whom your Lord has bestowed His mercy. And for that He created them. The cousin of the Prophet ﷺ, Ibn Abbas, the interpreter of the Qur'an, he said, He created them to be the recipients of the mercy of Allah. Because Allah is mercy, that is His nature. One of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Rahman. Allah is merciful. His nature is mercy. And Allah is Al-Wadood. Allah is the loving. His nature is love. So in respect to the purpose of your existence, from Allah Azza the Jal, He created you to be the recipient of His love. He created you to be the recipient of His mercy. But in respect to you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ In 5156, in surah al-Bariyat, Allah azza wa jala says, I did not create jinn and man except to worship me. I seek not livelihood from them, nor I seek from them to feed me. Indeed, it's Allah who is the provider, the Lord of strength, the mighty. Loved ones, this ayah, this Quranic truth tells us that God created you for an honorable, dignified, sublime and magnificent purpose. And your mission in life is to fulfill this purpose of your existence. The purpose of your existence is not to gain materialistic wealth. And the purpose of your existence is not to gain success in the business world. And the purpose of your existence is not to satisfy your ego. The purpose of your existence is not to relish food and drinks and relaxation. The purpose of your existence is not to have a beautiful flower garden. And the purpose of your existence is not about your agenda, your dreams, and your ambitions. Well, I'm not saying it's impermissible to follow your dreams. I'm not saying it's impermissible to gain materialistic wealth. I'm not saying it's impermissible to relish food and drink and to enjoy what Allah has given you. But what I'm saying is you do not make those items the purpose of your existence. You do not give yourself to those items. Because when you give yourself to any of these items or their combination, you make them the purpose of your existence. Consequently, they become the axle around which your life revolves. And consequently, when things do not happen the way you want them to happen, you feel you're not measuring up. You feel you're not happy. You feel you have not fulfilled your purpose. But when you live in the center of the purpose of your life, you will be able to measure up. Because Allah equips you to everything that He wants you to be. Allah Azza wa equips you for everything that He wants you to be. And Allah brought you to existence for the sole purpose of worshiping Him. That is your profession. If somebody asks you, what is your profession? You might be an engineer. You say, I'm an engineer by profession. I'm a doctor by profession. I am a technician by profession. I am an accountant by profession. But you know what? This is not your profession. This is your career. Your profession is to be a worshipper to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is your profession. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you. He gave you your eyes, your ears, your mind, your tongue, your stomach. He gave your limbs, He gave your gifts and talents in order to worship Him. And Allah wants to be the dominating influence in your life. Allah will not force Himself upon you, but Allah wants to be the dominating influence in your life. And anything that is a dominating influence in your life, you become consequently a servant to that dominating influence in your life. So I would like to ask you this afternoon, what are the influences, the forces that shape your life? What are those influences? What are those forces that shape how you do your life? That shape what kind of decisions you make? But when Allah is the dominating influence in your life, you live in a way accordingly. You socialize in a way that pleases Allah. You manage your money in a way that pleases Allah. You manage your business in a way that pleases Allah. You use your spare time in a way that pleases Allah because Allah is the dominating influence in your life. And when Allah becomes the dominating influence in your life, you become truly a servant, a slave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I would love of you this afternoon to consider and to think about what are the forces that shape your life. God made you, God made me for a specific purpose. So I need to use myself in a way that is consistent with the purpose for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created me. If we are to ask believers, what is the purpose of your life? I think every one of us knows this ayah. He will say, Allah says in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْدُونَ Everyone everyone almost knows this ayah. So it's not a matter that we do not know. We know that Allah says in the Quran, I have not created jinn and ins except to worship me. As far as knowledge, we know it. But knowing the purpose is not enough. After we know the purpose, we need to live on purpose. After you know the purpose of your existence, you need to live your life on purpose in order to live the purpose of your existence. So you know and then you have to internalize. When you internalize deep inside of you the purpose of your existence, you live your life on purpose. Because the truth of the matter is the drudgeries of life. The monotony of everyday living may put you in a passive mode of existence. That means if you and I are in a passive mode of existence, that means we know why we exist but we're not taking charge of how we are doing lives. There are many outside factors that come in and shape our lives. We do things and we participate in activities and we put things in priority, not completely because we are active in living our lives on purpose, but because we are in a passive mode of existence. And there's a great danger to live in a passive mode of existence. Because then you open yourself to participate in activities, you open yourself to do your life in such a way that is not consistent with how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to live. I'm not saying every one of us will be sin free because we know that we cannot do like that. We cannot live without sin. The Prophet ﷺ says, Every son of Adam is a sinner and the best of sinners are those who repent. We know that. But when we are in a passive mode of existence, we do not realize how much we are drifting away from the purpose of our existence. So it's not enough for you to know the purpose of your existence, but you have to live your life on purpose. And there are great merits, a great benefit for internalizing the purpose of my existence, of your existence. For example, if you travel to another country for business, you will eat, you will drink, you will enjoy the trip but you will focus your effort on finishing your business. If you focus your effort and if you spend your time while you are on a business trip entertaining and going after other activities, you will not be successful in your business trip. So the point is, knowing and internalizing the purpose of your existence equips you to focus your effort in order to be successful and also knowing and internalizing the purpose of your existence makes you able to make accurate decisions and safeguards you from getting all tangled up with conflicting activities. Say for example, you are here, you want to go to participate in a conference in Orlando, in a conference center in Orlando. When you get there, you get many invitations To go to different amusement parks. At that moment, you have to make a decision. You say, I am here for participating in this conference. I'm not here to participate in any entertaining activities. I'm not here to go to amusement parks, so thank you, but I cannot take this offer. I am here for a specific purpose. So knowing the purpose of you, why you are there, simplifies the decision for you. It's a clear cut for you. You are there for one business item, so you're not going to do anything else even though you might be lured to it, it might look appetizing to you, but you know, participating in those activities will undermine the purpose for which you were there to begin with. So knowing and internalizing the purpose of activities simplifies the decision-making process. Because you are focused, you know. You are there for one purpose, anything else that is not consistent with that purpose, no matter how attractive it may be, you have to delete it it from your schedule. You do not accept it in your schedule because it's not consistent with the purpose of your existence. So brothers and sisters, knowing and internalizing your purpose allows you to make accurate decisions and saves you from getting all tangled up with activities that are not consistent with your purpose. So in essence, Knowing and internalizing the purpose of your existence make your life easier and simple. And when your life is easier and simple, you'll experience happiness because you live in the center of the purpose of your existence and you live your life on purpose because it's not enough to know the purpose of your existence if you do not live your life on purpose. So let me ask you this question again. What gets you out of bed every morning? Is it the desire to go to work? Is it the desire to take care of your family? Is it the desire to take care of your business? What should get us out of bed each morning is the desire to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah azza wa jalla created us to worship Him. So we wake up every morning with the desire that we need to participate in worshiping Allah. The first worship activities comes after waking up at Fajr, not waking up at dawn, uh, later on. When you wake up at Fajr is to participate in the Fajr prayer. So it's not like you wake up to go to work, and uh, by the way, you're going to pray Fajr. You're not waking up to take care of your family and by the way, you're going to pray Fajr before you go. You wake up to pray Tejr and after you do that, you participate in other activities because you are living your life on purpose. Make sure what gets you out of bed each morning is the purpose of your existence, not any other item. It's not about your dreams, it's not about your agendas, it's not about your ambitions, but it's about the purpose of your existence. So when you wake up in the morning, you wake up for the purpose of your existence. And I'm finishing this khutbah, still people now are coming into the masjid. And those who come to the masjid late on Friday, they did not participate in this act of worship the way Allah wants us to participate in this act of worship. Brothers and sisters, if Allah created you to worship Him, and one of those great acts of worship is the congregation on Friday that shows you how important this act of worship. And for this act of worship to be done completely, to be done fully, there are certain things you have to do. One of them is to show up in the masjid before the imams passed the khutbah before the imams pass the sermon. When you come before the Imam start the khutbah, when before the Imam start the sermons, you have participated in this act of worship from beginning to end. See, this act of worship is not about coming late and praying to raka'ah as a formality and then going back to work. It's an act of worship that is designed by Allah Azza wa Jal to make us all come together. And when you come with a receptive heart. Because the Prophet said, one of the conditions for a person to reap the benefits of Friday is to come and listen to the khutbah, Not to come and doze off, but come and listen to the khutbah. That means this person is coming with a receptive heart. To come with a receptive heart. And even before the Imam comes to, to make the sermon, he this person prays. He's praised two, four, six, eight rak'ahs, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives this person the ability to do. So they sit and listen attentively, listen with a receptive heart. This person will leave with ten days' worth of forgiveness. So that shows you, brothers and sisters, there's a great merit of coming to this act of worship and attending it from beginning to end. I'm not saying the person who comes in the middle of the Qutbah or in the last of the Qutbah, he will not get any reward. There is some reward, no doubt. But he missed out on the great benefit of Friday. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made salah as a way to increase our faith. Allah azza wa Jal says in the Quran, Allah will not waste your faith. So when you participate in acts of worship, the way Allah wants you to participate, that means you will leave feeling more faith, more closeness to Allah, more piety. You feel that you are energized. And that is much different plan than coming in late, parking where we're not supposed to park, run into the masjid, do Thuraq'ah and go back to work. That means you are packing your life with so many activities, you do not have time to allocate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way it should be. You say, "Well, you do not know, Imam, I have to work. I have things to do. I tell you, guess what? Friday always happens on a Friday. Why don't you make a permanent adjustment in your schedule that this act of worship is of severe importance to you to your well-being, to your faith to your development and it's one of the reasons for which God created you He gave your eyes, He gave your hearts He gave your limbs, He gave your gifts He gave your talents to worship Him and that is a very important act of worship upon this realization you will make I'm sure you will find a way to make adjustments in your schedule I'm sure you will be able to find a way for you to participate in this act of worship from beginning to end. Because you put it on the top of your priorities. And when you do that, you know that you are living your life on purpose. After you know the purpose of your existence. wa أن يجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول are willing اللهم أرنا الحق حقًا word and وأرنا الباطل باطلاً the best اللهم Allah, let us know the truth, and let us neither. Let us know the devil, and ومن فوقنا نورا ومن تحتنا نورا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلم تسليما This is my reminder to you today. I hope that Allah makes us from the people who hear the speech and follow that which is best. وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد